Hi, this is Vikram Raya, and I'm excited to share with you this next episode of the Limitless MD Podcast. Today's topic is going to be called 10 Things I Wish I Had Learned in Medical School to Achieve Wealth, Freedom, and Happiness. What if you could reclaim hours of free time each week, create legacy-building wealth, and devote more energy to your passion projects without giving up on your career as a life-saving MD? My name is Vikram Raya, functional cardiologist, high-performance coach, and real estate expert. And I'm here to give you the tools, strategies, and solutions you need to transform your life so you can unlock your limitless potential and achieve greatness all the while freeing up your precious time. Welcome to Limitless MD. Let's dive in. So what are we going to talk about? We're going to really talk about these things that, you know, I wish I knew earlier. And look, you know, right now you're seeing me as a cardiologist, researcher, business leader, entrepreneur, you know, real estate investor, functional medicine specialist, speaker, you know, coach. But this, these are things that I've become uh, earlier in my career, in my life. You know, I've been suspended from middle school. I've been scammed. You know, I've had financial struggles. I've been lonely. I've, you know, I've lost family members. Uh, I've worked, you know, and been burnt out, you know, 80, 90, 100 hour work weeks. I felt numerous times in my life like giving up. I've cried. I've been overwhelmed. I felt gut-wrenching doubt and uncertainty. So let me be clear. You know, my life hasn't always been roses and peaches and whatever else they say, right? It's been tough. But these 10 principles, which I'm going to share with you on this podcast, were really pivotal in me up-leveling my life. And, you know, it's not something that, it should be taught, but it's not. It's not something that you know uh, traditional education teaches you. So I want to drop this information on you, and ho- hopefully this will guide you as it has me in my life. And so let's let's do this. The concepts I'm going to share with you all sort of in three different categories. They're going to be talking about sort of mindset, psychology, some like you know success paradigms. And really, tools and tactics of the of, of like the high performers in the one percent. And again, these are, these are ten tactics, and then we'll sort of get through it. And I'll try to give you some examples of how you can apply that into your life. So the first concept I want to share with you is something called the one thing, made famous by Gary Keller in the book with the same name. So what is the one thing, right? And and it comes back to this the question of what's the one thing that if you did that, you would make everything else easier or unnecessary? That's sort of the fundamental question. If you ask that, it can really break down a lot of complexity. And as we know, complexity is the enemy of execution. And where did this concept come from, this one thing concept? It came from the Pareto principle. And the Pareto principle, for those of you who are not familiar with it, it's the 80-20 rule, right? Usually 20% of your inputs get you 80% of your outputs, right? Like 20% 20% of the things you do in your career gets you 80% of your income. You know, uh, you know, 20% of the doctors earn 80% of the wealth, right? It's it's that principle of a few things create the maximum number of results. And what the concept of the one thing is, is to take that and take it to the extreme Pareto principle. What's the one thing that if you did that, it would get you 99% of the results? And so as a physician, maybe it's like, hey, look, uh, outside of my medical income, what's the one thing I can do to add additional income to my life? You know, is that investing in stocks? Is that investing in real estate? Uh, 
you know, what is that? Or what's the one thing that if I did that, that my family life would be, you know, 10 times better? You know, is that taking more vacations? Is that doing date night? Is that, you know, going to your kid's basketball game consistently and showing them that you love them and support them, right? So that's the concept of the one thing, very powerful and and, and, and it must be incorporated into your life. So let's get into number two. And the theme of how it works is this. There's the 10 things I'm going to teach you. Number one is one. Two is like, two, there's two components of the second one. Three is there's three S's, if you will, for three and, and so on. So you'll, you'll, get, you'll get the hang of it as we go through it, but it'll help you remember as we go through it. And for example, like number 10 will be what we, I, I call the 10X rule. And so very easy moniker to remember all of this, and it will all be listed in the show notes below. So let's get into what number two is. The second thing I wish someone had told me in medical school, right? And that's that two forces that drive all human action. So what do I mean by that? We as humans are motivated by essentially pain or pleasure, right? Um, the carrot or the stick, if you will. And it comes down to this. And so what I mean by that is if you are chasing a goal, then you're motivated by you know, pleasure. Like your goal is to you know, gain a six pack, right? But a lot of times people avoid uh, things much more easily than trying to gain things. And so the way this can be presented is if there's a behavior you, you want to avoid a punishment or a pain, right? People are more willing to fight to stop from losing a thousand dollars than actually try to earn additional thousand dollars, right? People will fight to maintain their current salary, then figure out other ways to increase their salary. So you got to use this to your pleasure. You know, you can sometimes phrase it and, and, and use the right leverage, right? Ask yourself, you know, what's the consequence if I don't do this? You know, how long will my dreams will be set back if I don't take action right now? So these are the, the strategies. You need to become a master of your own mind. You can't let the mind control you. You are the master of the mind. And these are some of the strategies that you can use. So let's get into that's 2A. And so 2B, right, as part of the second rule is there's two identities you can ask when deciding your level of leadership, like your level of leadership in your career in your family, right? Uh, in your businesses. So do you want to be an example or a warning, right? And, uh, you know, another way to say this is, do you want to stand in your superhero uh, presence or do you want to be your supervillain, right? And it's this concept that I've constantly reminded myself, like if I'm doing certain things, you know, would I want my kids to follow my example, right? This is very easily seen in the in the level of health, right? Are you doing the right things to where you want people to emulate you because this you're you are the example. You're eating right, you're sleeping on time, you're meditating, you're you're working out. Like that's an exemplary life, right? Or are you drinking sodas? Are you, you know, binge watching Netflix? Are you, you know, treating people poorly? If that's your behavior, then you know, that's something that people use you as a negative role model versus a positive role model. They're like, oh, don't do what he's doing, right? That's the exact opposite of what you, where you want to be. So these two monikers, be an example, not a warning, and 
stand in your sort of superhero identity versus your supervillain identity. Okay. Let's get into number three. So I call them the three S's with a bonus S, right? And I've actually expanded into this to make it a 10 S thing, but we'll get there one day. Today, let's just focus on the three S's, right? And then there's a bonus S. The three S's are your state, your story, and your strategy. And the final bonus S is called your standards. So what do I mean by state? Your state is how you show up in the world, your physiological state, your language, your focus, um, you know, your posture, all of that determines your emotional state and your emotional state determines your, your physical, your physical state, and your physiological state. It's like, uh, it's a continuum. Everything is uh, interconnected. And if you're in a lousy state, the number one thing you need to do is completely change your state, take a hot shower, take a cold shower, you know, jump on a trampoline, uh, do 30 pushups, you know, uh, go back into your iPhone and look at all your, you know, uh, pictures of your children when they're babies, right? That always brings a smile to my face. Um, it's repeating mantras or incantations or, you know, uh, affirmations. It's listening to my playlist of awesome, like my top 25 songs that always put me in a great state. Whatever that is for you, but change your, your, your state. And that usually begins with physiology. Once you change your physiology and your state improves, your emotions follow. And then when you're in this better state, then the next S comes into play. That's your story. So what's your story? Um, that's your, your, your sort of your identity. We've sort of talked about that earlier. And it's like, you know, what's the story you're telling yourself? Is it an empowering story or a disempowering story? Is it a story of success or a story of failure? Like, you know, are you resourceful and are you thinking about things in the right perspective or are you pessimistic and you're like, everything's not going to work and you're in a negative downward spiral? So that's number two. And the final one is your strategy. Once you've handled your state and your story, that's when your strategy comes into play. And people f- jump to strategy first, but if you don't take care of the other two, then the kind of strategies you're able to innovate or come up with is going to be very weak. So if I'm in an empowering state, then, and, and if there's an economic crisis, I'm like, all right, well, if that doesn't work, I'm going to do the, these strategies. If these don't work, I'm going to f- talk to this expert. If that doesn't work, I'm going to do this. And so I'm like, you know, like I'll, I'll keep trying until I get to my results. That's the kind of strategy I'm going to use, right? Versus, you know what? I've tried everything in the world. Or really, what have you tried? I've tried these three things and nothing worked. All right, I'm, I'm quitting. So state story strategy. And final, final thing is this, your standards, who you are, and what you achieve is really determined by your environment and your environment really influences you in terms of your standards. Like that, you know, you've heard of the moniker of the five people you surround yourself with, right? It's more than that. It's, you know, where you go to school, the kind of people you are at with work, you know, uh, the family members you surround yourself, the friends you surround yourself, the books you read, the things you watch, all of this is your environment and it influences you and your standards, Right. My goal is to be the dumbest person in the room, the stupidest person in the room, you know, the weakest person in the room, because that means I'm the right room. That means everyone around me is just amazing, right? And that fuels me. It fuels me and fulfills me, and it drives me to become better. But if you're literally the smartest person in the room, you are the most successful person among your friend group, you know, people just throw accolades at you and you sort of may lose your drive, right? And, um, you know... Progress equals happiness. And so you're making progress by competing, by working hard, by you know having ambition in a good way and striving to hit your goals, right? 
So that's three. Let's get into four. So what is what I mean by four? Uh, the four quadrants. The four quadrants are another powerful piece of technology that when I adapted that into my system of thinking, it really exploded my wealth. And let me explain. So the quadrant system comes from Robert Kiyosaki, and he envisioned everyone being in four quadrants of life. There's a box, a four square box you could create in your mind. Top left is E, uh, bottom left is S, top right is B, and bottom right is I. What do they stand for? Employee, top left. Bottom left is self-employed or specialist. Top right is business owner. And bottom right is investor. So the left side of the quadrant has 90% of the people and only 10% of the money. The right side of the quadrant has 90% of the money and only 10% of the people. The object of life, and I'm going to say this in that generalization, the object of life is to play the money game. And the reason why you want to play the money game is you want to win the money game so you can buy freedom, right? And you can buy time. And you can do what you want. Money can't solve all your problems, but it can definitely solve a lot of your money problems. And that will allow you to then focus on your energies on other things that, that only um, your, your successful forward-thinking mindset can achieve. So with that said, how come so many people are stuck on the left side? Well, it's because you know that's where scarcity mindset lives. That's where the sort of a consumer mindset lives. That's where, hey, you need to work very hard for your money. You want to make more money, put in more hours, right? It's the... Every hour you work increases your amount of dollars you earn, right? It's that is that you know trading time for money mentality, and so most of us are employees or we're W two, right? Even CEOs and high income workers can be here, right? And then there are people who think they're business owners but they're not. These are the self employed or specialists. These are doctors, lawyers, consultants, solopreneurs, right? Docpreneurs, and these guys are truly operators. They're not owners, right? They're not owning their time. They're trading their slaves to their own business and they own a job, right? They may, they may quote unquote, be the CEO of their one man company, but they're still, if they stop working, they're done, right? There's no systems. There's no scalability. The true wealth comes from adding impact and value. And that involves transitioning. And it's a hard transition to go from left side of the quadrant to the right side of the quadrant. What would you need to get to the right side of the quadrant? And before I get there, let me explain who's on the right side. On the right side of the quadrant is the business owner, right? That's the B. They can leave for three months, four months, and they come back and their business is still running without them and they're more profitable, right? Um, they have true organization. They have accountability. They have a COO, a CFO, an org chart. You know, Maybe they have five, 10, 15, 20, 100 employees, thousands of employees. They can actually sell the whole thing, quote unquote, their business, and sell it for a profit because it's a self-contained system and someone else can then run that business, right? So these are the characteristics of a true business. And then I is investor, right? These are real estate investors, angel investors, venture capitalists. You buy stocks, you buy options, you buy equities, commodities, you buy in companies, oil and gas. This is what, how you invest. And then now we have cryptocurrency, I guess, uh, and, you know, NFTs, all this kind of stuff. Uh, these are some of the newer you know, things you can buy, but usually an investor buys assets and assets put money in your pocket. So those are, that's some of the definition. And on the right side, again, as I told you, they work smart, not hard. They learn to not only create passive income, but portfolio income. They have an abundance mindset, not a scarcity mindset, and they're considered producers, right? 
They're not consumers. So how do you go from the left to the right, right? That's the million dollar question. You need skills, right? You need specialized knowledge. You need to take extraordinary action. You need to have unwavering faith. You need coaching and mentoring. You need education. You need abundance mindset and you need a hunger. And, um, you know, I was watching Shark Tank one time and they had A-Rod, you know, uh, Alex Rodriguez, the uh, Yankees player. And now he's, you know, a venture capitalist and a business owner and he's very successful. And he goes, I only invest in people who have PhD. And we're like, huh, what's the PhD? And like, you're talking about like the degrees. They're very, you know, those nerdy types. He's like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about the street PhD. They have to be poor, hungry, and driven. So you can use that as sort of the, the moniker of, you know, the guys who go from the left to the right. It's not about your degrees in school, right? It's this intrinsic sort of drive that, that, that will allow you to get there. All right. So let's recap, guys. Where are we at? One was the one thing. Two was either, you know, the identity uh, of being an example or a warning, as well as pain and pleasure. Three was state story strategy and a bonus of standards. And four was the four quadrants. So you're starting to build this framework. And now I'm going to teach you about number five, the five freedoms. So the first half of my life, I, I, I was chasing money, right? I was chasing wealth. I was chasing this ability to have abundance. And then once you sort of achieve a, some re, you know, semblance of that, you're like, what's next, right? Is that all I want? And I realized that it's, it's, it's with, with just financial freedom, you're really only eating 20% of the pie. I wanted to eat the whole pie, right? I want, I want all of it. And so you know, I have, I've seen some people who are wealthy. I've seen some people who are super healthy, but it's rare to see both. And then, then I thought, you know, and there's, it's even rare to see someone who's actually content and happy. Right. So I was like, how do I get all of it? And the concept of the, these freedoms came about, and there's these, these pillars uh, of growth and pillars of goals that if you got the nexus or the synergy of these five components, you really would sort of have it all. You're, you'd have your cake and eat it too. And it's really having free time, right? If you have a lot of money, but no free time, then it's almost like you really are not truly wealthy, right? You're rich, but you're not wealthy. I would say wealth is having money and time. So you want to chase those two. Then you want to chase vitality. And, and I'm going to get into that on, on number seven, where I'll show you the seven metrics for vitality. But vitality is really not only your freedom from dis-ease or disease, but you're really going to be on this earth a long time. You have longevity, you have energy, you have uh, vibrancy, your frequency, you're vibrating at a higher frequency. Um, you exude health and wellness, right? And, you know, you look young, you feel young, you know, your heart is light. That's what I consider as true vitality. You know, it's not a happenstance thing. It's, it's, it's curated, it's cultivated, it's, you know, it's something scripted. You have to create this. And then finally, having having this, you know, um, a lot of stress in my life at different points as I'm trying to achieve certain things and, you know, break through. Having this bulletproof, resilient mindset. Uh, it's not what life throws at us. It's what our reaction to those things and challenges and obstacles in life is really what defines us. And that's that, uh, that character that we're going to develop. This bulletproof mindset. This resilience characteristics. And that's. That's something that is is also forged. It's forged by life. 
and um, it, it's truly important. And a bonus one really would be that being location or geographic independent. And I'm going to test this out. Like I'm going to live a month in Italy this year, and then maybe next year I'll try two months in South America. I don't know. Like this is the capability. You know, if you decentralize your work from one physical location and potentially you make it yourself more of a virtual kind of person, you can literally work from anywhere. And you know, as of time of this recording, there's a COVID nineteen pandemic going on, and it's allowed people to essentially work from home and it's really created a lot of independence and freedom. So there's a lot of silver linings to whatever challenges are coming on, including this crisis we're in. So number five is the five freedoms. Let's get to six. Six is called what I call the six human needs, right? What are these human needs? They're four fundamental needs and two spiritual needs, right? And uh, Tony Robbins has really made this very popular in the sense that he says, you know, there's certainty, right? That's, a primal need we all need. We need to be certain, meaning we need to know things are going a certain way. We have to have food, shelter, water, you know, a certain basic financial uh, setup. Next is variety, right? If everything's absolutely the same, we're going to get bored. So we need spontaneity. We need new, new novelty, new, new different things. That's called variety. Number three is significance, right? Not only are we significant to our families, our friends, our in our career, our work, but our in our, our meaning in our life. What, what are we trying to do? You know, we also want recognition if we've done things well. So significance is also important. That's another fundamental or foundational need. Number four is connection and love, right? This is and, and you know, this is a need. This is not a want. This is a need. I mean, we're built into it. It's in our DNA, it's in our hormones. There's oxytocin as a hormone that's released in mothers after they're newborn and, you know, they're sort of programmed to love their child. And, you know, we all crave this connection and love. And those of you who don't have it or who've lost it, I mean, it, it makes us do things that, you know, we wouldn't do otherwise. And so it's truly important for us to thrive as human beings in our, in, a, in our species. So what are the four fundamental needs? Certainty, variety, significance, and love and connection. Next are what I call the spiritual needs or the needs of the soul, right? These are growth and contribution. This is literally, after you meet the four fundamental needs, this is literally what the the 1% of the world is chasing. This is what the Elon Musk's of the world, you know, they're looking for impact. They're looking for, you know, how do I make a difference in this, on this earth? How do I make a dent in the universe? You know, how do I bend reality and and elevate the human species, right? These are more of the bigger questions people are asking. You know, Mother Teresa, Nelson Mandela, Mahatma Gandhi, you know, all these people have, you know, have figured out how to not only grow and contribute, but they did it on such a massive scale that it helped all of humanity. And so you really want to, you know, obviously master the first four, but you start living in the last two and your whole life changes, right? Uh, great quote, it's like, you know, when you change your expectations for appreciation, the whole world changes. And so that's what you want to appreciate. You want to have gratitude. You want to grow and you want to give back and contribute. So let's go on to number seven. This is what I call the seven sort of vitology metrics for ultimate vitality, right? And this seven step approach really will help cultivate the, this, this sort of superhuman optimization that you can do with your body. And it begins with number one is first step is testing. You want to see where you're at. It's called quantification of the self. You can use biomarkers. You can use you know technology like the Aura Ring or Apple Watch or Muse Headband and all these things. And between technology and questionnaires and in-depth 
you know, assessments of your body and your blood and, and different uh, biometric parameters, you really can see, hey, where you're at. Next is detoxification, right? Our body already detoxifies, but sometimes that uh, detoxification process gets damaged or needs to be accelerated, or you really need to go have an in-depth detox. And so really rejuvenating your liver and your digestive system and really stopping all the toxins we sometimes take in and giving your body a break to heal and rejuvenate is, is, is key. Step number three is nutrition, obviously foundational. So once you've detoxed, then you can reabsorb the high quality foods, nutrients, supplements, minerals that you need to heal, stabilize, and thrive. After that comes supplementation. Even with the best practices, eating the best food, sometimes we're not getting all that we need, especially in the Western world where, you know, the food has become, you know, even in organic food, it's still not enough. And so sometimes choosing, you know, the right uh, enzymes and cofactors and probiotics can fill these gaps. And I highly recommend that, you know, one of the uh, supplements that, that I take that's been very powerful is like something like a, some kind of greens powder uh, that usually has all these vegetables, fruits, enzymes, digestive enzymes, everything in it. So number five is fitness. And I really believe in sort of a five-fold foundational strategy for fitness, uh, flexibility training, breath work, sort of mindset training, resistance training, and sort of hit or burst training. If you put all these five together, you can really optimize human potential. Then we look at our hormones. We have 600 hormones in our body and they all have got to work together. And so hormones like cortisol and testosterone, estrogen, insulin, thyroid, right? If we get these right, we can you know, triple our energy, uh, minimize fat storage, uh, optimize stress, get better sleep, reduce inflammation, you know, anti-age. And so there's a lot of these uh, biohacking protocols that really help, you know, optimize these hormones. And it's very important. And then finally, it's inflammation, right? Measuring key inflammatory markers in our body and implementing anti-inflammatory diets and lifestyle. We can get tremendous relief from pain, obtain mental clarity and bulletproof ourselves from major chronic disease and including even cancer. So uh, let's recap, make sure you guys are still with me, right? Where are we at? The one thing, right? What's the one thing that if you did that would make everything easier, unnecessary. Number two is that pain and pleasure, as well as, an, you know, being an example, not a warning, the three S's, what's your state? How do you get a better story? And finally, what's the right strategies as well as lifting and elevating all your standards. Number four is the four wealth quadrants and where you want to be is the right side of the quadrant, uh, the, the right the two right ones, the B and the I, the business owner and the investor. Then we have what we call the five freedoms, right? The geographic, financial, um, time, you know, vitality, and finally, you know, your mindset. And then the six human needs. These are all needs that we all have. Some of them for different people or different ones become primary. There's the four foundational needs and the two needs of the spirit. And then number seven is your seven vitality metrics, the, the vitality metrics. By optimizing these things, you optimize your body, your mind, your energy, your neurotransmitters, your hormones, and reduce inflammation. So now, uh, number eight is the 80% approach. So many times we try to be perfectionist and perfection is actually one of the lowest standards. It's a perverse form of even procrastination. Remember, perfection is the enemy of execution. So most of the times getting close to 80% you know, of the job done is good enough, right? And literally, 
you, you know, on our first try, you can probably get there. And if you don't think that's good enough, then you do the next 80% of what's remaining. And if you did that, that would be about 96%. So the second 80% effort gets you to 96% of perfection. And that, my friends, is the game. The problem is then we try to do again, perfection, again, perfection, again, perfection. And literally we spend quadruple amount of time, you know, several weeks, months, maybe even years with diminishing returns. And so we have to allow ourselves to say, hey, you know what? 80% is good enough or okay, fine. 96% is good enough, but then I got to move on. Right. And, you know, success loves speed. So I'll say that again, success loves speed. So you really want to, you know, execute. Right. And, and, and a quote comes to me that is really, you know, impactful, especially with this concept. It's be impatient with your actions, but patience with your results. So remember that. All right. We're coming up to the number nine and 10 guys. We're wrapping it up. Uh, th these are the most powerful things that literally have shaped the last decade and a half of my life. And I'm, I'm so happy to share these with you and hopefully they will help you achieve, you know, your next level of success. So number nine is sort of the noble, noble nine council, right? And this came, this comes from the teachings of Napoleon Hill and the concept of the mastermind. So it's sort of having these virtual mentors and they may be real or maybe you've met them, maybe you've not met them, maybe you read their books, you listen to their podcasts, but there are influencers, there are experts, there are mentors, there are coaches. And each of them may have a different variety, but they can teach you something. You, you've known them enough to where you learn from them sort of virtually and you would know, like if you could think of what they would say to you, you would hear their voices sort of guiding you in, in whatever category you're asking them a question on. And the way to access these people is literally sitting in a quiet place for 10, 15, 20 minutes, putting on some sort of background focus music, if you will, and letting each one of these guys, you imagine you're sitting at like a round table, like, you know, the Knights of the round table, you're sitting down there, you're, the, you're the 10th seat and you have these nine souls surrounding you, these elder statesmen or women, and they're, you're presenting a problem, a challenge, a struggle, and they're all giving you advice. And this is all virtually in your head. So I'll give an example so you can really take this example and make it real. Number one is like, you know, I would put Tony Robbins at the table. I put Tim Ferriss or Tom Bilyeu there. I put Mark Hyman, right? Mark Hyman is a, a functional medicine expert. Robin Sharma, sort of a mindset expert. Elon Musk, you know, an entrepreneur, an inventor. Joe Dispenza, you know, he you know, really is a neuroscientist and really talks about, you know, ch channeling quantum physics. I take two hardcore competitors, maybe LeBron James or Michael Jordan. I take Grant Cardone, you know, a real estate investor and entrepreneur, Steve Jobs. And I'd sit down with all these guys and I'd be like, you know, I I'd present ideas to them. I talk to them, you know, in my own head, you know, obviously you don't want to do this in public. People think you're crazy, but these are the, <laughs> the tactics that really, you know, uh, are, are very powerful and they're not commonly used, but sitting down with whatever your noble nine are and just bouncing ideas off them, you'll, you'll find that it's almost like their voices and your voice all together come up with like a unified voice and a unified solution to a lot of your strategies and struggles. There it is, guys. It's this sort of virtual noble nine council. A way to make it even more real is like print out the pictures of all these guys and put them on like one sort of cardboard 
or or poster board and put them on your wall. And so look at their faces and then close your eyes and then go do your virtual nine council. All right. That's number nine. And finally, number 10 is the 10x rule. This uh, rule has been made popular by, you know, one of my mentors, Greg Cardone. And he says this, he says, you know, set a goal 10 times higher than what you want and undertake 10 times the effort that initially seems necessary. That way, if you hit a 2x goal, a 3x, even a 5x, you know, it, it's like, it's a no brainer. So in essence, aim for the stars and you'll be guaranteed to hit the moon, right? So by just massive action, like massive goals plus massive action, and you can truly achieve anything. And, um, you know, you start separating yourself. And if you can did this, you know, for a week, great. If you did this for a month, that's even better. For a year, you'll notice some separation between you and your friends and your colleagues and everyone else around you. If you do it for five years, I mean, just forget about it. In 10 years, you are literally on a different planet than everyone else. And back to the 10-year rule, right? 10,000 hours, 10 years. Anders Ericsson, who made famous, you know, this the 10,000-hour rule. And it's not innate ability. It's not genetics. It's not the DNA that separates people. It's focus on one thing or, you know, a few things and consistent action over a duration of time, right? And saying no to everything else, you get you create distance, right? And um, the way to manif- manifest this and also to see this is if you're flying from, let's say, DC to Hawaii, right? You're off course half, half the time, right? Most of the time you're off, off course, right? The pilot or the autopilot that's engaged is literally adjusting degree by degree every you know couple of miles to make you stay on course. And that's what we have to do in life. We iterate like every, you know, couple of weeks, couple of days, couple of months, we're iterating, we're course, course correcting all along the way. And we finally, you know, land in our destination right on time. So thank you all for joining me on this powerful podcast. I hope these 10 strategies will really help you uplove your life. Join me at vikramraya.com and sign up for the limitless newsletter list where you can get more of this kind of information. And remember, these mindset hacks, these guiding principles, and these success strategies really will help you become limitless. They'll help you engineer a legendary life. They'll create a legacy, and they'll foster loyalty among your friends, your family, and your colleagues. And in the end of your life, you want to ask these three questions. You know, did I live? Did I love? Did I matter? And hopefully, if you follow this limitless MD protocol, the answer is hell yes. Okay? Until next time, my friends, we'll speak soon. Stay legendary. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Limitless MD. If you found value from this episode, I encourage you to share this episode with a friend and let me know by leaving a review. For more information, make sure you check out the links in the show notes below or simply visit VikramRaya.com. So until next time, my friends, be phenomenal.